0: Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll with vocalizations by Eric Anderson. Chapter 9 The Mark Turtle Story You can't think
1: how glad I am to see you again, you dear old thing,
0: said the Duchess as she tucked her arm affectionately into Alice's and they walked off together. Alice was very glad to find her in such a pleasant temper, and thought to herself perhaps it was only the pepper that had made her so savage when they met in the kitchen. When I'm a duchess, she said to herself, not in a very hopeful tone though, I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Soup does very well without it. Maybe it's always the pepper that makes people hot tempered she went on, very much pleased at having found out a new kind of rule and vinegar makes them sour and chamomile that makes them bitter and and barley sugar and such things make children sweet tempered ugh oh, i only wish people knew that then they wouldn't be so stingy about it you know She'd quite forgotten the Duchess by this time, and was a little startled when she heard her voice close to her ear.
1: You're thinking about something, my dear, and that what makes you forget to talk. I can't tell you just now what the moral of that is, but I shall remember it in a bit.
0: Perhaps there isn't one, Alice ventured to remark.
1: Tut-tut, child! Everything's got a moral, if only you can find it.
0: And she squeezed herself up closer to Alice's side as she spoke. Alice did not much like her keeping so close to her. First, because the Duchess was very ugly. And secondly, because she was exactly the right height to rest her chin on Alice's shoulder. And it was an uncomfortably sharp chin. However, she did not like to be rude, so she bore it as well as she could. The game's going on rather better now, she said by way of keeping up the conversation a little.
1: Tis so, and the moral of that is, oh, 'tis love, 'tis love, tis love that makes the world go round.
0: Somebody said that it's done by everybody minding their own business. "'Oh,
1: well, it means much the same thing,'
0: said the Duchess, "'digging a sharp little chin into Alice's shoulders,' she added.
1: "'And the moral of that is, take care of the sense, "'and the sounds will take care of
0: themselves.' "'How fond she is of finding morals in things,' Alice thought to herself.
1: "'I dare say you're wondering why I don't put my arm around your waist. "'The reason is that I'm doubtful about the temper of your flamingo. Uh, "'Shall I try the experiment?'
0: (sighs) "'He might bite.' Alice cautiously replied, not feeling at all anxious to have the experiment tried. Very true. Flamingos and mustard both bite. And the
1: moral of that is, birds of a feather flock together.
0: Only mustard isn't a bird. Right as usual. What a clear way you have of putting things. It's a mineral, I think. Of course it is, said the Duchess, who seemed ready to agree to everything that Alice said.
1: There's a large mustard mine near here, and the moral of that is, the more there is of mine, the less there is of yours. Oh, I know,
0: exclaimed Alice, who had not attended to this last remark. It's a vegetable. It doesn't look like one, but it is. I quite agree with you, and the moral of that is, be what you would seem to be, or, if
1: you'd like to put it more simply, never imagine yourself not to be otherwise than what it might appear to others that what you were or what might have been was not otherwise than what it would have been would you have appeared to them to be
0: otherwise. Hmm... I think I should understand that better if I had written it down, but I can't quite follow it the way you say it.
1: There's nothing to what I could say if I choose,
0: the Duchess replied in a pleased tone. Pray don't trouble yourself to say it any longer than that.
1: Oh, don't talk about trouble. I'll make you a present of everything I've said as yet.
0: (laughs) A cheap sort of present, thought Alice. I'm glad people don't give birthday presents like that. But she did not venture to say it out loud.
1: Thinking again
0: the duchess asked with another dig of her sharp little chin. I have a right to think, said Alice sharply, for she was beginning to feel a little worried. Just about as
1: much right as pigs have to fly, and the moral of-
0: But here to Alice's great surprise, the duchess's voice died away, even in the middle of her favorite word, moral, and the arm that was linked to hers began to tremble. Alice looked up, and there stood the queen in front of them, with her arms folded, frowning like a thunderstorm.
1: A fine day, your Majesty. Uh,
0: the Duchess began in a low, weak voice. Now I give you fair warning! Shouted the Queen, stamping on the ground as she spoke.
1: Either you or your head must be off, and that in about half no
0: time. Take your choice. The Duchess took a choice and was gone in a moment. Let's go on with the game, the Queen said to Alice. And Alice was too much frightened to say a word, but slowly followed her back to the croquet ground. The other guests had taken advantage of the Queen's absence and were resting in the shade. However, the moment they saw her, they hurried back to the game, the Queen merely remarking that the moment's delay would cost them all their lives. All the time they were playing, the Queen never left off quarrelling with the other players and shouting, Off with his head! Or,
1: Off with her
0: head! Those whom she sentenced were taken into custody by the soldiers, who of course had to leave off being archers to do this, so that by the end of half an hour or so, there were no archers left, and all the players except for the king, the queen, and Alice were in custody and under sentence of execution. Then the queen left off, quite out of breath, and said to Alice, Have you seen the mock turtle yet? No, said Alice. I don't even know what a mock turtle is. It's the thing that mock turtle soup is made from, said the queen. I never saw one or heard of one. Come on, then, and he shall tell you his history. As they walked off together, Alice heard the king say in a low voice to the company generally, You are all pardoned. Come, that's a good thing, she said to herself, for she felt quite unhappy at the number of executions the queen had ordered. They very soon came upon a griffin lying fast asleep in the sun. Ah, oh, lazy thing! said the Queen. And take this young lady to see the mock turtle. To hear its history. I must go back and see after some executions I have hoarded. And she walked off, leaving Alice alone with the Griffin. Alice not quite liked the look of the creature, but on the whole she thought it'd be quite as safe to stay with it as go after the savage queen. So she waited. The Griffin sat up and rubbed its eyes, then it watched the Queen <laughs> till it was out of sight. Then it chuckled. <coughs>
1: what fun
0: "'said the griffin, half to itself, half to Alice. "'What is the fun?' said Alice.
1: "'Why, she, it's all her fancy, that. "'They never executes nobody, you know. "'Come on!' "'Everybody
0: says come on here,' thought Alice. "'I was never so ordered about before, in all my life, never!' "'They had not gone far before they saw the mock turtle in the distance, "'sitting sad and lonely on a little ledge of rock, "'and, as they came nearer, Alice could hear him sighing as if his heart would break. She pitied him deeply. "'What is his sorrow?' she asked the Griffin, And the Griffin answered, very nearly in the same words as before. "'Ah, it's all his fancy that he hasn't got no
1: sorrow, you know. Come on!'
0: So they went up to the mock turtle, who looked at them with large eyes full of tears, but said nothing.
1: "'This here young lady, she wants for to know your
0: history, she do.' (sighs) "'I'll tell her,' said the mock turtle in a deep, hollow tone. "'Sit down, both of you, and don't speak a word till I've finished.' And so they sat down, and nobody spoke for some minutes. Alice thought to herself, "'I don't see how he can ever finish if he doesn't begin.' But she waited patiently. <clears throat> "'Once I was a real turtle.' These words were followed by very long silence broken only occasionally by the exclamation of from the griffin and the constant heavy sobbing of the mock turtle. Alice was very nearly getting up and saying, Thank you, sir, for your interesting story. But she could not help thinking there must be more to come. So she sat still and said nothing. When we were little, the mock turtle went on at last, more calmly, though still sobbing little now and then, We went to school in the sea. ''The master was an old turtle. We called him Tortoise.'' ''Why did you call him Tortoise if he wasn't one?'' Alice asked. ''We called him Tortoise because he taught us.'' ''Really, you are very dull.'' ''You ought to be ashamed of yourself for asking such a simple question.'' added the griffin, and they both sat silent and looked at poor Alice, who felt ready to sink into the earth. At last the griffin said to the marked turtle, ''Drive on,
1: old fella, and don't be all day about it.''
0: And he went on in these words... "'Yes, we went to school in the sea, though you mayn't believe it.' "'I never said I didn't,' interrupted Alice. "'You did?' "'Hold your tongue!' added the Griffin before Alice could speak again. The mock turtle went on. "'We had the best of educations. In fact, we went to school every day.' "'I've been to school every day, too. You needn't be so proud of that.' "'With extras?' asked the mock turtle. "'Yes. We learned French and music. "'And washing?' Certainly not. Ah, well, then yours wasn't a really good school, was it? Now, at ours, they had, at the end of the bill, French, music, and washing. Extra. You couldn't have wanted it much, said Alice, living at the bottom of the sea. I couldn't afford to learn it, said the mock turtle with a sigh. I only took the regular course. What was that? Reeling and writhing, of course, to begin with. And then the different branches of arithmetic. Ambition, distraction, uglification, and derision. I've never heard of uglification. What is it? The griffin lifted up both its paws in surprise. Never heard of uglifying? You know what to beautify is, I suppose. Yes, said Alice doubtfully. It means to make anything prettier. Well then. "'If you don't know what to oglify is, you are
1: a simpleton.'
0: "'Alice did not feel encouraged to ask any more questions about it. "'So she turned to the Mock Turtle and said, "'What else had you to learn?' "'Well, there was mystery,' the Mock Turtle replied, "'counting off the subjects on his flappers. "'Mystery, ancient and modern, uh, was geography, then trawling. Uh, "'The trawling master was an old conger eel, "'and he used to come once a week. "'He taught us trawling.' "'stretching and fainting in coils.' "'What was that like?' said Alice. "'Well, I can't show it to you myself. Uh, "'I'm too stiff, and the Griffin never learnt it.' "'Hadn't the time. "'I
1: went to the classical master, though. "'He was an old crab, he was.' "'I never
0: went to him. Uh, "'He taught laughing and grief, they used to say.' "'So he did. So he did,' said the Griffin, "'sighing in his turn, "'and both creatures hid their faces in their paws.' "'How many hours a day did you do lessons?' said Alice, in a hurry to change the subject. Ten hours the first day, uh, nine the next, and so on.' "'What's a curious plan?' said Alice. "'That's the reason they're called lessons, because they lesson from day to day.' This was a quite new idea to Alice, and she thought it over a little before she made her next remark. "'Then the eleventh day must have been a holiday.' "'Of course it was.' And how did you manage on the twelfth? Alice went on eagerly. That's enough about lessons, the Gryphon interrupted in a very decided tone.
1: Tell us something about the games now.
0: End of chapter 9. All Voices, Sound Editing and Mixing by Eric Anderson. Introductory music by Matthew Rodsep.